Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Is this the nightcap? Yo, this is Patrick. Nightcap. No, this is Patrick. Is this the nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Time now for the nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the nightcap. Joe DiBiase and Derek Kramer. Here hanging out tonight on WGR for the next couple of hours. Derek, I, so we're, this is our first show as part of this uh, social distancing that we're, uh, we're doing right now. And I, I got to be honest, I've been home all day and I'm really, I'm really hoping that uh, this works. Like selfishly, like I'm not, I'm actually like I'm talking to you right now live from like bed. I'm in bed. <laughs> you know, uh, first off. Cats I really out want of the, this to work. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I really want this to work. Cat's out of the bag. You're, you got God. It was said on Chopin Bulldog. So <laughs> you, yeah, didn't, you so, didn't get God. Uh, you, uh, you put yourself into quarantine. Yeah. So Joe's being responsible about everything. That's why he is doing this show from yeah. bed today. Yep, pretty much. And we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll move to the couch. Maybe I'll move <laughs> to a desk chair. We'll, we'll see. Will we know works, if you're but, walking? Um, That's interesting. You, I, I'm assuming you'll hear me when it happens. So I think that will be uh, you have the case where it happens. So um, interesting that like I don't know like the, this is the first day of me doing this uh, doing this uh, quarantine slash social distancing thing, work distancing as I think you termed it actually earlier in the week. I like that by the way. Like when you got Howard in in the booth or in then Jeremy in the studio and you in the the control room. I like I like the work distancing um, term there. I, I have not really been paying much attention. I'm not going to lie to what, like, obviously the Bills, but keeping up with what's happening with them. But around the league, like, I don't know, t- Tom Brady's still going to Tampa, right? Yeah, it seems like that. The reports are still seeming like that. Uh, by the way, speaking of Bills things, uh, later today, we mm-hmm. will be hearing from Carolina Panthers play-by-play man Mick Mixon about a couple of the incoming Panthers that the Bills had Beautiful. signed in Mario Addison and Vernon Butler as well as A.J. Klein did used to play for the Panthers. He comes over from the Saints as well. So we'll be hearing from Mick Mixon later on in this show as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, dude, it's it's strange that this was supposed to be the day that officially everything was supposed to be announced. And, of course, because we're not right. allowed to have anything fun right now, um, <laughs> those announcements have been postponed like literally everything else in sports. 
Sure. I mean, we, we do know that they're going to happen. Um, like I saw that Chris Brown and the Bills tweeted out. They're like, oh, report that the Bills are <laughs> trading for Stephon Diggs. It's all all but confirming that Stephon Diggs is going to be a Buffalo Bill. I don't think we're going to get an Antonio Brown situation like we did last season. I spent a lot of last night's show on me and Brendan Keeney just going back and forth on like Nate, Nate Geary joined us at uh, 8 o'clock last night. Like just what the expectation is now for not just this team – but what it is for Josh Allen. And I'm hyped up for this season. Like, I'm ready to go. And Tom Brady is, of course, a part of that. And him going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and all that's happened in free agency right now, to, to my knowledge, to fill me in if I missed it, but I saw Nick Foles, of course, is going to the Bears, traded for a fourth-round pick. Tyrod Taylor is going to be the, the quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. Although, I tend to think... I mean, obviously, they're going to draft a guy right at six. They're either going to make a play for Tua or they're going to draft uh, Justin Herbert. I don't think they're going in with just Tyrod Taylor. What does New England do at quarterback? And, like, what are their options left? I think they're going to have to make a determination of, hey, do we really want to settle for Jameis Winston or Cam Newton? Because otherwise, I'm not too sure New England's going to have a quarterback that can take them anywhere near what the Bills might be this season. And I'm looking around like... Today, right now, who is supposed to be their biggest threat in the division? Is it still New England? Because we've kind of gone at it, I think, a little bit on Jarrett Sidham. I tended to like him coming to the draft a lot more than other people. Even I would tell you, I don't think Jarrett Sidham is leading the Patriots to AFC East contention. I don't even think Jarrett Sidham is leading the conversation of third best quarterback in the division. So this is... Oh, definitely not. Yeah, this is it's not his fault either. I mean, it's just it, the, we don't know what he is. So... The biggest thing, though, about this with the Bills and everything, I have one like snarky, semi-negative thing about the Bills and their position that they're set up in with the AFC East. And it's more snarky than negative. But it's, of course, they open the playoff field to seven teams and Tom Brady's leaving the division for the Bills to have their strongest roster in two decades. Because, right. of course... Well- Right. But really, wasn't that that wasn't that all that's happened or the, all that we ever wanted? And maybe it took 10 years longer than we really wanted it to. But the day Tom Brady was no longer the New England Patriots quarterback, did we not want the Bills to be standing there ready to be in a position to take over ahead of the New York Jets, ahead of the Miami Dolphins? And I would tell you that I liked the Jets last season, and I think that they suffered a lot from injuries earlier in the season and a tough schedule earlier in the season, and they won seven of their last nine. So you shouldn't completely sleep on them, but they're not having a great offseason so far. Miami has added pieces, but remember, they're starting from basically nothing. So, to me, if New England doesn't go out and they don't add this top quarterback, I am I, I don't know if I'm being too biased or if I'm being too homerish if I'm looking at the picture right now and thinking, I don't know who is supposed to compete with the Bills. Yeah, this is one of those uh, interesting cases where the only snarky thing about it for me is, of course, they expand the playoff field to seven teams when the Bills are now primed to be that guy. So, like, that's like that's the of course sort of thing for me. But no, this is actually it's a very fun time now for Bills fans. Like, we are that night that they traded for Stephon Diggs. It is fun, yeah, reportedly. You look at that, though, and they make that trade. They make another couple of good signings with A.J. Klein and Mario Addison that night. And then the next morning, we find out, like, he gone. It's done. It's over. We're safe. And it's just looking like a different Mm -hmm. time for this team right now where the Bills are the favorite in the AFC East. I'm just going to straight up say it. 
I know Bill Belichick is still the coach. Oh, yeah. But this team from top to bottom, Sal said it with uh, Mike and Chris, 1-22, to 22, this is their strongest roster that they've had in a very long time. Yeah, I don't sell. I think I heard that conversation too. And even Sal made a point of where is the starting position on the roster where you think, oh, yeah, they need to fill that or they need to they need to desperately upgrade that spot. There's spots where you can look around and say, well, they can add some depth at running back behind Devin Singletary, add some depth. I would have told you last night, add some depth at defensive tackle, but they've gone out and done that with uh, Quinton Jefferson and uh, Vernon Butler. Um, maybe linebacker, but AJ Klein now is in the picture. I don't really know where I'm supposed to look even now for where's the depth you need to add. Um, maybe on the offensive line, maybe a right guard. I don't really know. Like that second round pick, it's all right. You you pick that guy, and I don't think that guy has a, either. A, the Bills have a need for that guy to start, or that guy is going to have much of a chance to start because I don't see a position, a spot on the Bills roster where like, oh yeah, that's an open competition. Oh yeah, that spot is up for grabs. And you're right, like that that just speaks to how complete that their roster is, and that's how exciting I think this season's going to be, and how exciting this off season, this build up to the year is going to be, the build up to training camp, the build up to the draft, even before that, whatever version of the draft we do get because of all the COVID nineteen impact that it's having on the league, um, the NFL maybe less so than everybody else because it's off the field stuff right now that we're talking about but you're right like how it's hard for me to see them not being the favorite unless again like what do you do if you're new england right now that that's maybe the most interesting part of the division like the bills have it settled they have their roster figured out their blueprint is figured out i think we know what they're going to try to be next season and the Jets, I think, are just going to kind of scrape along with Adam Gase and be the best they can be for Sam Darnold. But I think we kind of have it figured out how good they are. The Dolphins, we'll see. But again, are they going to go from five wins to 12? Probably not. New England's the interesting part of the division. What do you do if you're Bill Belichick? Because this is the first time we've ever seen Bill Belichick in this situation for the New England Patriots. He comes into New England. He's got Drew, Drew Bledsoe as his quarterback. That that goes out for a couple years. Now it's Tom Brady, and there's never a question at all about who the quarterback is. I mean, he's the one time maybe he got asked that question in 20 years after they got steamrolled by I think it was the, the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was saying we're on to Cincinnati. I mean, he laughed in the guy's face when said, well, are you going to evaluate the quarterback position? And Belichick's just laughing. Like, he wouldn't even answer the question. Now, not only do is there a question of who the Patriots quarterback is, I don't even know if I have a good idea of what they should do. I, I might tell you that the their best course of action, if I'm New England, is to tear it all down and get in that race for Trevor Lawrence and get in that race for a top quarterback next oh, year. Oh, why you got to do that Bill to me? Bel- well, I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> I think you're safe and they're not going to do that because I think Belichick, how old is Belichick? Like, he's not going to a rebuild phase, is he? Like, I don't, if I'm thinking of it from his perspective, I don't think that that's on the table for them. I mean, he's got to be still trying to win a Super Bowl at 67 years old. He's only 67? Come does it on. Does it feel like it's only 67? Yes, because he's been terrorizing yeah, I guess that's us right. forever. So this How is much just, longer has he uh, got? I mean, five, six, seven years? He's probably going to try to go 10, knowing him. He's a, he's a football yeah, lifer. He's a football junkie. He's going to go until the league literally passes him by. And he's always in front of it. He always manages to stay ahead. So, yes, Bill Belichick is still a legitimate problem when you're looking at AFC East supremacy. However, Bill Belichick, the coach, is still far and away better than Bill Belichick, the personnel manager. 
because there have been some major mm-hmm. whiffs with them. They haven't hit on a great ton of their picks lately. They haven't done the best in trades. They traded a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu. They traded away Chandler yeah, Jones. Yeah, that looks for, bad right now. Yeah, they traded away Chandler Jones for Jonathan Cooper. They cut him a year later. So mm-hmm. it's not like Belichick is hitting on everything right now, personnel-wise, but he is getting the most out of a football team that he ends up fielding every year. That's the dangerous part, is Bill Belichick the coach. I'm not scared of Bill Belichick the personnel man because the Patriot way gets overblown and everything's a great move for them, but it mm. it's still the coach that is a legitimate concern. I've got odds on New England starting quarterback for week one. I, I, we should go over like what the best bet is right now for that because it's so interesting on who it could be. 803-0550 is the phone number for your calls. Is it fair to say the Bills are the clear favorite? Not just the favorite, but the clear favorite at this moment to win the AFC East. Let us know what you think. Jody Biasi, Derek Kramer here on the Nightcap. Um, New England's starting quarterback odds for week one, according to Bet Online. The favorite right now, I think, is Jarrett Stidham. I think that's fair, right? Jarrett Stidham being the favorite just because he's the guy on the roster, probably. Yeah, I mean, he's there. He's literally there. That's the thing is that the most guarantee is that Jarrett Stidham is on the roster right now. So I guess it's fair that mm. he's got the best batting odds because we don't know what they're going to do. Right, so plus 175 for Jarrett Stidham. A close second is Cam Newton at plus 200. Uh, Andy Dalton at plus 375, Jameis Winston at plus 700, uh, Derek Carr at plus 1200, Jacoby Brissett at plus 1200. I think that one actually kind of makes sense. Jimmy Garoppolo at plus 2500. You're getting some long shot odds there with him. Cody Kessler, who's also on the Patriots roster at plus 3300. Joe Flacco, who's expected to be released, I believe I saw by the Broncos, is also plus 3300. Like from that list. I'm not even sure there's a guy on that list. Maybe Garoppolo, but again, that's the, one of those long shots. I don't really see that happening. I don't see it happening. There's not at really all. a guy. Yeah, I don't see a guy in that list that makes me super worried about the Patriots. I guess it also depends on what you thought of Brady last season. I tended to think that even though he looked like he was an old quarterback, and even though he looked like the game has passed him by. I still think he he's not Tom Brady of old. I'm not saying he's one of the elites of the league anymore, but I still thought he was very good. Think about what he was throwing to. It was a banged up Julian Edelman. It was a hurt Muhammad Sanu. It was a rookie into Keel Harry that looked over. Uh, he didn't look like he was ready for the league yet. A rotating door running back. Matt Lacoste, who I've never even heard of, is their starting tight end. Marshall Newhouse is their left tackle, who couldn't even make the Bills offensive line when the Bills offensive line stunk two years ago. And Brady, like, put up some numbers. Like, he was good. They were good enough to make the playoffs. The defense, obviously, is the biggest reason because they were the best in football. But who on that list right now scares you? Like, who on that list comes in and would you say that that guy's as good as Tom Brady was last season? I think Newton's the closest you're getting, but there's a question with his health, obviously. I might even say Dalton at times was that kind of player until Cincinnati just imploded on their season. Yeah. so Because Dalton looked very strong, for example, in the first three weeks of the year. And the next thing you know, though, he, he and the entire Bengals just implode, and it made it look like, oh, Miami's tanking? Yeah, we were totally trying to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the last uh, go, the last updated uh, Patriot over-under number is 10.5. Now, that's before Brady leaves. But, again, who on that list makes you think they're going over 10.5? I don't D- like does Dalton do that for you? Like, because you just mentioned him, I don't think he does for me. Defense-wise, the way that the Patriots play, I'm not gonna say no, but I am also definitely they lost not Jamie saying, Collins and Van Noy, though. I'm also definitely not saying yes, though. I mean, let's be real here. But the thing is, is that it's Belichick still 
coaching that defense. That's why I can't dismiss them. It's not – I mean, 10.5 is actually kind of high. I think the winner is 10 games in the AFC East, and I, I'm very certain that the Bills can hit that. So can you just outduel New England, who's probably going to get more out of less than what they have had mm. for a while? Because Belichick's still there, and I respect the coach more than the personnel man. So it's going to be tricky, sure. and like you said – New England's probably still your biggest challenge. But at the same time, what are you really looking at? The Jets, who, I mean, are going to Adam Gase themselves again. And the Dolphins, like (laughs) you said, that are starting from the bottom. So there is some very intriguing things that have to happen here. Miami, if they hit on everything with all the draft picks that they've acquired, they can become dangerous. But I don't see it yet. You have to, they have to hit on all three of those first-round picks immediately for themselves to be considered a very dangerous team. And we don't know what they're doing at quarterback. That's right. They're, they're, we don't know what they're going to do in a quarterback either. I think we th- no, I think we kind of know. Um, the question there is more who the rookie is, less so who the veteran is that they're going to bring in. That's kind of maybe what New England's spot is. Uh, yeah, because what's Miami with Tua? Like, do we even know if Tua's ready to start the year? And if it's Miami with Ryan Fitzpatrick and all of these other pieces, I think we know what the ceiling is for Ryan Fitzpatrick. They could be a team competing for the playoffs, maybe, if everything, like you said, goes right. Like, they nail all those first-round picks, and the guys that they bring in a free agency actually produce. Shaq Lawson, for instance, continues to perform at the level he was last year for the Bills. Then I'm maybe getting to Miami can compete for a wild-card spot. But again, we're having a discussion about the division, which maybe feels weird and feels strange, because that's not a discussion that me personally as a 24 year old that's followed the bills my whole life has ever had like the only time i've ever thought about the division for a second was when sad enough when tom brady tore his acl like the weeks after that happened i thought about the division other than that never really even crossed my mind i guess maybe at the end of last year a little bit um and the Bills actually, funny enough, could have won it had they ended up winning that game in Foxborough if Miami would have still won in Foxborough thereafter. But this is a whole new discussion. And again, it's credit to the Bills and it's credit to the blueprint all coming together and being ready to be put into action when the Patriots are now done, when the dynasty is over. And again, the Patriots could still be, of course, a competitor for this division. No doubt. They could, depending on who their quarterback is. But this is not the sixth Super Bowl dynasty anymore. I just don't see that happening with this present roster and what their current options are at quarterback. So to me, it's going to come down to, for the Bills, is Josh Allen ready to not only take them from playoff team to team that can win the division and also team that can jump up on that top AFC tier with the Kansas City Chiefs and the and the uh, and the Baltimore Ravens because when I look at this right now I asked Nate this question yesterday I asked Brendan this question yesterday I want to get your thought on it too because I I'm almost looking for people to tell me I'm crazy but I'm not getting a lot of pushback yet outside of <laughs> the quarterback and again Allen Allen could step up and be a part of this too but outside of the quarterback I feel like this is a Super Bowl caliber roster and I need the quarterback to step up and say yeah and now I'm a Super Bowl caliber quarterback because of it now here's the thing we know progress is not linear thank you Mitchell Trubisky for painfully reminding people about that yeah but if Allen does take another step forward that is going to be huge and there's reason you're not crazy and it's got two words there was a lot of questions about this player today on the afternoon show we had two guests talk about him and Matt Harmon and Matt Collar 
Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs makes quarterbacks better. Yep. He really does. And this is not like a, oh, hey, he might be a number one receiver in Buffalo. They went and got one of the best receivers in the game right now in Stefan Diggs, one of the best at separation, which was coming to be a little bit of a flaw of the receiver group on the whole last year. But Josh Allen's not necessarily going to be able to hit on all of those throws. We've seen that, and let's be real. I mean, I love Josh Allen at this point. I've, I want to be wrong on my original draft day take on him so badly. And it just – Same. This is one of those things, though, where – Diggs is a player that makes a quarterback better. Diggs is that kind of guy. And the fact that the Bills got him for what is essentially their first-round pick this year, you're not crazy for saying that they are Super Bowl-capable because the Chiefs, they have that stellar offense. But guess what the Bills have? A defense that can match that kind of capacity. Now the question is always going to be, can the offense do enough? What were we saying all throughout this offseason and before the legal tampering period, Joe? What's the one thing the Bills needed? Mm-hmm. It was that number one wide receiver. What did they go and do? They got it. They got a top 10 receiver in the league for a first-round pick and a couple of others. This is not mm. a joke. This is not a drill. This is a team that already won 10 games last year and is getting better. Yeah. Is there, like, I, again, I don't want to keep comparing them to New England, but is there a single position on New England's offense where they're better than the Bills now? Like, I, I don't really think there is. I don't know anymore. I mean, you can argue, and I mean, this is cherry picking. You can argue cornerback with me, but cornerback, corner. Well, I, I even, I, yeah, I, I said, I said offense, but defense. You're right. You might be right to add that in. Yeah, might like be. corners really my only, and I'm being nitpicky because Gilmore and White, I'd match them up. Those guys are great. But then after that, it's like the Bills do have questions right now, it seems, as to who's going to be opposite him. You don't sign Josh Norman to just be there and be a guy. No, you don't have interest in Chris Harris to think that everything's fine with Levi Wallace. You're trying to get better there, as the Bills are trying to do. And that is where I suspect that that's where the question mark is for them, is that they've been snooping around at corner to try to see if they can get somewhere. And that's where I think they're... That might be a day two pick for them with either their second or third round pick where Mm -hmm. they may go after that. This is where they might go after it because pass rush is not a question for me anymore. They're going rotation style on this. Mario Addison is a solid pass rusher. They've got Jefferson in that a lot of people love that signing. Trent Murphy and Jerry Hughes are going to be part of a rotation with four players that are very strong. I'm going to be worried about about Johnson, Daryl Johnson, making this team next year. Because of the fact that the yeah. four DNs are now, as a collective, fairly strong. And if Daryl Johnson takes a step, Murphy might be the guy to go in training camp. So this is going to be an interesting little training camp for this team based on the fact that they are not just strong top-heavy. They have depth throughout the roster, and that should be, if you're a team in the AFC, that should be terrifying. Yeah. 8030550 is the phone number. Do we do we we talked about this before. We do we don't we don't know if we've done our over unders game, right? I don't remember. Then again, I also had a concussion think, a month, month ago, so you're going to have to help me. <laughs> maybe maybe now might be a good time to break this out and go through them. I mean, these lines are probably going to change as free agency does, but 
Maybe we'll go through the league and see uh, what, what we think of every team right now. We, me and Derek, every year, we do uh, an over-under. We pick over-unders for every team in the league, and then we compile it at the end of the season. I do believe, by the way, I'm 2-0. and I think I've won both seasons. Am I, am I wrong on that? That's probably because I make risky calls, like calling for pushes. So Yeah, you make you call for pushes, which is like, <laughs> in, 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 come on, like really? I mean, hey, I you got to – first off, safe money is bad money, so – it's useless, so why mm. not try it? So that's, is that right? Yeah, I mean, come on, don't you can't. Was that your yearbook quote? No, I don't even remember what my yearbook quote was. It wasn't safe money is bad money. Yeah, no, I, I, I think know, I might man. want to dispute that. I don't, I don't know, know, but maybe it, uh, you know what? I ain't scared. How's that? So <laughs> that's that's my thing. Well, you know what? If you want to mess mm. around with it, I'm down. Obviously, this won't be our official one because we always do that at the end of the preseason. Sure, but well, if you we'll want to we'll mess see, around with it, we'll yeah. mess around with it. Yeah, we'll see around. What we see, think what we think of the current uh, current over under teams if we um, as we as it stands in free agency. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll continue to talk Bills and the division. Are they the clear favorite right now? Is there any reason to think they're not the clear favorite in the division? Josh Allen expectations for him in twenty twenty as well, uh, and all that's happened in the league. We'll get into a little bit of what's happened around the league, including Jadavian Clowney not getting the market that he wanted and the bills playing a part in that. Cause the bills were a team that went into free agency wanting a big name pass rusher didn't happen for them, at least in terms of going after Clowney. And I wonder what the market is saying about him as a player and what the bills said uh, by going after a Mario Addison instead. That's on the table as well. Jody Biasi and Derek Kramer. I'm live from uh, my social distancing studio here, which is uh, just my bed. And um, Derek Kramer hanging out in studio as well. We're hanging out with you till nine o'clock here on WGR. Amazingly, amazingly, the New England Patriots are still favored to win the AFC East without Tom Brady. How about that? I just actually five minutes ago, Bet Online tweeted it out. Who's your pick for the division? Because this is the odds right now that they have for the division. Patriots at minus 110, the Bills at plus 175. And then you've got the Jets at plus 650 and the Dolphins at plus 1,000. So the Patriots are a razor-thin favorite to win the division still. Again, we just had the conversation. Like, are we being biased or is this biased towards New England and maybe too much confidence in Bill Belichick that he's going to find the right piece of quarterback? I don't know. It's crazy to me. Uh, Joe DiBiase and Derek Kramer here on the nightcap, 803-0550. We're going to get to your calls in one second. Um but again, I, I do. We don't want to just do sports a hundred miles an hour straight through for the two hours. Like Derek, I don't know. Like I, we haven't talked too much about like what's going on um, right now in the in the world, and like we're doing this social. I'm doing this social distancing thing slash quarantining, um, kind of staying safe and being away. I'm good. I've got people reaching out on Twitter. By the way, uh, I'm good. I'm feeling great. Uh, nothing to worry about there. But um, like for you, like is th- this is this is crazy, and I don't know. Like I'm find myself. I find myself more and more being able to escape from it when I need to, while also having a healthy enough respect for it to also think about it the proper amount, because I think it is something everybody should be thinking about a lot in day-to-day life. You know, here's the interesting thing about my saga over these past like couple of weeks now. I mean, even the past month, yeah. I suffer a concussion, I end up getting an appendectomy, and I come back and the sports world is shut down. In addition, the minute I'm good to come back... Brayton ends up getting sick with a head cold. 
And right. but of course, Brayton had been on a cruise. Brayton has a head. Brayton is sick. Mm-hmm. He came back from a cruise. He has effectively been locked out of the building. So he needs a doctor's note. In the meantime, I'm filling in in the morning show with Howard and Jeremy as everything is just going down. Sports are getting canceled mm-hmm. or postponed, and everything is just domino by domino. Each thing is falling. And it's kind of funny that my last day on the morning show, Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien loses his cookies, and the Bills Crazy. do and the Bills do everything. And the minute I'm not there, they can talk 100 miles an hour about sports again. But now you yep. are going into a self-quarantine. You're trying to be extra cautious mm-hmm. about everything. And... Now I'm filling in on a different shift here. So it's it's been kind of interesting for me how I've had to shift my entire sleep schedule now. But sure. It's 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 weird. I never would have I, <laughs> I never would have the, the sleep schedule changing back and forth would be uh <laughs> would be crazy for sure. It's a little crazy. Um, and then uh you also yeah. have to look at right now T to Green, the guys on Saturdays. Uh, I'm usually used to them being on a remote. They are in studio now. I have to okay. see what's going on, you know, with Nate and everything that's going to happen there. Is he going to do the show from home? I don't know what's going on anymore, but there's a lot of me coming in and sitting in this chair. It's just at different times yeah. of the day. Yes, the ultimate utility player, Derek Kramer. He's in with me tonight on the <laughs> nightcap. Jody Biasi here on WGR. Let's get back to the business. Uh, the Patriots, the Bills, the division. I just read it to you. Bet online still has New England as a division favorite over the Bills. I don't know what the quarterback move is that makes me pick them over the Bills, um, but Bet online seems to think that they're going to make one that gets them there. Let's go out to the phone lines at 803-0550. Jason in Niagara, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I don't think you guys are being too biased about the Bills in the division. Um, I know Belichick's a great coach and everything, but you still need talent. Um, I think Arians is a good coach, but when your quarterback throws 30 interceptions, you're not going to look too good. So <laughs> depending on who he gets at quarterback, I, I, I think it's the Bills division. I kind of look at the whole AFC, maybe kind of like the NBA when LeBron is going to all those finals. Like there's a couple of good teams at the top, and then the rest kind of, you know, you got Kansas City, Baltimore. Um, see, I, I think Pittsburgh might be better than New England if Roethlisberger comes back healthy. They looked pretty good mm-hmm. last year, but... Um, you look at all the good quarterbacks and the good teams. A lot of them are in the NFC with Wilson, Rodgers, Brady, um, Breeze. Like uh, you got San Francisco, you got some good teams out there. Or I look at the AFC and the Bills can win the division, get a home game. Like I think at this roster, they beat Houston next year if they have to play them again. Tennessee with Tannehill, they don't really scare me too much. They're a good team, but I don't know. I I like their chances. Yeah, th- thanks for the call, Jason. I-, I I look around the division or the conference, and I-, I can see the same thing. It's a lot of quarterbacks that you're either wondering, well, like two guys you'd have no questions about to me. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, and Lamar Jackson is great. Like, is there a chance for regression there with Lamar Jackson in terms of his rushing? Probably, but the guy was too good for me to think that he's not going to at least be, you know, as good as like the Deshaun Watsons and the Russell Wilsons of the world. I think Lamar Jackson is here to stay as one of the best quarterbacks in football. Um, Then you've got Deshaun Watson. I think you should group him in there as well. That's three quarterbacks in the conference that I think I know are great. Whereas you mentioned it in the NFC, I've got Aaron Rodgers. I've got Drew Brees. I've got Carson Wentz. I've got uh, Russell Wilson. I've got Dak Prescott. 
um, Kyler Murray even, like he was phenomenal, Matt Ryan, like I've got a lot of guys in the NFC. Kirk Cousins was an MVP candidate, amazingly, for the, la- the second half of last season. The AFC, I'm either wondering, A, what the team's going to do still, like New England, or um, I, the Chargers, I guess we know now. Maybe the Dolphins with a rookie, we don't know that yet. Or I'm wondering, what's a guy got left in the tank? And that is Roethlisberger, that is, you know, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami. That could be what the Chargers think they're going to get out of Tyrod Taylor. And then we could jump into months and months of Tyrod Taylor debate if we really wanted to. Um, And I'm sure the Chargers fans, if there are any left in L.A. uh, or (laughs) to begin with, they'll go through that. Um, Baker Mayfield, like, I've got question marks. Sam Darnold, Philip Rivers, I should have mentioned, by the way, who, how much has he left, left in the tank? I've got question marks all over the conference at quarterback. And not to say the Bills don't also have a question mark with Josh Allen, but he's not as big a question mark as some of the others. And I think the roster as a whole bumps the Bills up to at least, Nate, Nate put it this way yesterday. He thinks right now, and I think I agree, they're the best team in the second tier of the AFC. They're not on the Chiefs level. They're not on the Ravens level. That might be its own tier, those top two. But then the Bills might currently be the best team of the rest of them. And you'd throw the Titans in there, the Steelers, the Texans, even though they don't have Hopkins now. The Browns have had an offseason here. Like, I, is that fair to say? Like, I think maybe that's that's right where I'd put them right now. The best team in the second tier. I think that they are very clearly the third best team in the AFC. I mean, based on what Kansas City has just done winning the Super Bowl, based on the Ravens having not just an explosive offense last year, they had quietly one of the better defenses in the league, too. So that puts the Bills probably firmly at the third team in the league, in the AFC, excuse me. It's Mm -hmm. looking like now, though, for the first time, and God, how long is it that the Bills could be looking at a home playoff game and it's almost more of just take care of your business sort of deal so that we can finally get this for the first time in forever. Right. And I mean, that's why expectations are going to be so high for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have expectations be that high and I'm happy to not just be thinking about, you know, the playoffs. And maybe that's another part of this conversation going into next season. And this is something we haven't experienced in a long time is, you know, if they were to just make the playoffs next year, and lose in the first round. I'm not sure anybody. Like I like last year, a bunch of people would have told you that was success. Maybe almost everybody would have. Next year, if they do the same thing and they go out in the first round, like this is a part of expectations being higher, and this is a part of the fun of having a good team. But what comes with it is you have to win now in the playoffs. And if they were to lose in the first round, like wouldn't you agree with that? Like I wouldn't call that a success. Hell, last year, how pissed were we with how it ended? You oh, had. Yeah. You had beaten the Texans up like a bag and just keep going and going and going. You're just whooping them down. And then they come back and beat you in the heartbreaking fashion that they did. This is really looking like one of the toughest things that you could have dealt with. And people, I remember I did the show after the day after with Brayton and the two of us, Brayton was not as furious as I was. And I rarely get kind of like that upset about a football game. I don't let it affect my life. But that one, it, 12 hours later, still did not process with me very well. Why? Because I saw a team that could make noise in the playoffs. And they didn't. This is exactly that. This is that next step, like you said, about having a good team and the evolution of the expectations that you're supposed to have. Even last year, 
I was not going to be happy with just a playoff team from the way that they played. And that is the biggest thing mm-hmm. for me. Like, we all looked at the beginning of the season. We saw the soft schedule. and like, okay, the Bills can make the playoffs here, and that'd be pretty cool. And I'm thinking to myself, they could – you know what? Let's see what they can do more than that. And I remember I was personally a little upset about the over-visiting of the airport. And that is oh, – yeah. that's kind of my thing at this point now. We don't need to do that anymore. And that's going to be the future serving here for for all you guys in Bill's Mafia. What? We don't need – no, no. If they, hear, win, if they win – Hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out. Ready? I want one reason for us to be at the airport at this point. And I'm talking – and I'm going to say the words, Joe. I'm talking Super Bowl. I'm talking you could be there if, at the airport – for taking off for the Super Bowl. Why? Because I want a home playoff game. I want the AFC Championship in Buffalo. I am well, not but- settling for anything less anymore because this team has got it. What if they won two playoff games and they were hosting the AFC Championship game? Come on, that's that. that then you're you not at the airport. That. Then you're not at the airport for that, are you? If they're oh, hosting, come on. No, quite literally, they're they're home. You're not going to the airport for that. Oh, I see. That's You're my right. okay. I that's see. my point. If they are, this what if they're good, going to the AFC Championship game? What if they're going to Kansas City for the AFC Championship game? Then they maybe then they've only won one or two playoff games. It just it no, it would be okay. two with the new playoff format. That's it would right. be two. Yeah, it would the, be new two. Playoff the new Wait, let's, playoff let's format. Let's mention. Let's mention that real quick. I talked a little bit about it with Brendan last night, but seven playoff teams. I think maybe there's a chance in two three years if the Bills are as good as they're setting up to be. It's going to depend on Allen. Um, but in two, three years, maybe we'll be annoyed that, ah, oh, second seed used to have that that first round bye. Now we got to play, you know, the Titans or the Jaguars, whoever the hell is making it. And I, I, I think this year, though, like I would be more than happy if the Bills were hosting a playoff game as the two seed in the division or in the conference. And again, I think that's going to be tough sledding to be able to beat either Kansas City or Baltimore. But, um... The added opportunity to host playoff games, that that is a, a reality we have not lived in in so long, and that's why I am so excited for the upcoming football season. I am so excited for what the Bills did. And this is, you know, a part of this is the Cleveland Browns syndrome from last year. This is what <laughs> a number one wide receiver can do. When you add a guy with star power like that, an ability like Stephon Diggs does at that position, similar to that of what Odell Beckham was when Cleveland went out and acquired him last season, it can kind of put blinders on you, and it can make you forget about what's outside of those blinders. And I think that happened to a lot of us with Cleveland last season, me in particular. I bought in on the Browns more than anybody, and I kind of completely ignored who their coach was, what his experience was, the kind of scheme he runs with the quarterback, the offensive line, pieces on the defense. I just didn't want to think of it because, oh my gosh, Odell Beckham's going to be getting the ball from Baker Mayfield, and that is hot, and I am ready for that. And it made you forget about what's outside those blinders. But if you could put the blinders on the Bills or not, when you look outside of them, Everything is so complete that that Diggs move, unlike what Beckham was for the Browns, that Diggs move is a final piece. Beckham was not a final piece for the Browns. They were still building up. And I think maybe Cleveland now is set up like maybe I was just we were a year early on Cleveland because them going out and Jack Conklin and Austin Hooper and making some other nice additions. Kevin Stefanski should be a much improved head coach coming from a Kyle Shanahan type of offense that will that I think Baker Mayfield will thrive in as opposed to Freddie Kitchens, who was just having a bye time and everyone's running downfield. 
The Bills, on the other hand, this is a final piece move, and it's not like Cleveland last offseason. Diggs, yes, he's a receiver. He's a big star receiver, and I think that can make you think that they're better than they are, but this player is so good, and everything around him on the offense is so good that it's hard for me to see this team not living up to expectations and being like last year's Cleveland Browns. I, I, I don't see it. I think Diggs is too good. And the other thing that you have to look at here is you see some of the narrow losses that the Bills suffered last year. And say John Brown is getting covered by elite talent corners that, you know, John Brown was very good for this team last year, but he was not a pure number one receiver. That mm-hmm. that sort of target now is off of Brown's back and say instead Brown is being shadowed by the nickel corner or the second corner on those kinds of plays where it was a tough pe- pass breakup by an elite defender. Now you're looking at a completely different situation. You've got a guy in Stephon Diggs who's going to command attention, but he's still going to get his. And John Brown's going to go to a number two receiver role where he's going to be able to destroy on matchups. He put a double move on Stephon Gilmore that people still won't forget. This is everything. It's a trickle-down effect with the rest of the passing game to get a player like that. And yeah, one player does not make the entire difference on a football team in most cases, but this is one of those, like you said, it's a final move piece, and it has that trickle-down effect in the passing tree and the progressions for Josh Allen. This is going to make this offense more dangerous just by proxy. Yeah. 803-0550 is the phone number. Uh, we didn't get into the around-the-league stuff yet. Uh, I'd love to do that when we come back. Bringing up running back, by the way, I'm not sure there's been a single running back that's been signed yet other than uh, Jordan Howard in Miami. So that market is still wide open. We could talk about that for not just the Bills, but for what that means to the league right now. And then the remaining quarterbacks on the market, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, are there going to be starting jobs available for these guys? Let's talk about that when we come back as well. Jody Biasi and Derek Kramer here on the Nightcap on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the Nightcap. Joe DiBiase, Derek Kramer. We're in separate locations. Work distancing, as Derek coined it. It's my favorite term so far. It's Think a, you can ever see yourself? Uh, what, how, go ahead, go ahead. It's it's become a common practice right now. I mean, uh, you had it with the instigators this morning, one bills live as well. And I mean, Jay Harris, uh, he's doing work down there because he's like one of the only two people mm-hmm. down at the one bills drive studios. Because Murph's at home, mm-hmm. Tasser's home, the boy, the guys from the instigators, they're at home, 
and he's trying to put everything together. So props to him. A little shout out for for Jay doing doing work right now. But go ahead. You had a question there. Yeah, shout out Jay Harris. Uh, I, I like that. Um, ever? How do you feel about a chicken as a as a pet? How do you feel about that? I'm sorry. What? Yeah, chicken is a pet. Do you think you think that's a feasible option? Like you know, people out there, like you see, like Des Bryant had a pet monkey. Um, when it comes to like exotic pets, how do, how do you feel about a chicken? Like, could you do you think someone walking a chicken down the street <laughs> is like is that person crazy to you or what? You know what? I don't want to use the dump button. I have a really bad joke about this. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. I don't know. I mean, like I I I saw at a local place where like you can adopt pets. It's like, you know, you're looking to see, like, what they got dog-wise, and, like, there's a chicken. Why like, is there a chicken? All right. Why is there a chicken? I don't know. Why I, I'm very I'm very interested, too, why there's a chicken. No, but don't be is interested. Is it that crazy? Like, is yes, it ch- don't be interested. Can a chicken be a pet? <laughs> no. It feels like it'd be pretty easy to take care of. A chicken is food. Oh, that, come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Cover, about, cover the bird's ears. I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm kind of kidding on this one. It's just like, who the hell would want a chicken for a pet? Is is that your threshold, though? You can't have a pet that's also food. No, people no, that's have not pigs. my. Th- that's like, not my threshold. Like teacup I'm, pigs. I'm just, I'm just the idiot that likes to try to make jokes. I don't understand why a chicken would be a pet, though. <laughs> well, it would be easy to take care of, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't you think? No. Like, what do they get? Litter boxes? You have to take them out to the backyard. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know. People like- have chickens. Like, and most of them are, you know, farmers and and such. Like, you're out in more rural areas, but I don't think it's that crazy. I feel like the talons that. would be a problem in itself. They'd probably rip some things up that you'd like. It can fly. Well, isn't it? Isn't it? Can't fly. Chickens cannot fly. Chickens isn't it similar fly? to? I chickens uh, could fly. Or at least I don't they think could, chickens can fly. Or at least they could like flap and like move around, and it just like next thing you know, you have a gate up for this thing, and he's out of the gate. Damn it. I don't think I don't think chickens can fly. All right, I'm gonna, like I'm gonna you, digress you, on that. Like one, you then, worry about a puppy managing to get out of a crate. What's the problem when a chicken does it? It's not to get out. It doesn't have fingers. How is it gonna get out with its with its beak? Beak tail. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It just. I'm I'm thinking about too many things here. I've got too many questions about talons, a chicken being a te- being okay. a pet. Like it just. I don't. I'm not. I'll, I'm not a fan of this. I'll do some more. Uh, I'll do some more research, and I'll let you know if I end up adopting a chicken. I don't think it's going to end up happening. Just Joe, saying. Joe, in uh, self quarantine, right. day fourteen. I'm, I'm almost done, but I've acquired no, a chicken. This is <laughs> this is day one, and I'm already thinking about acquiring a chicken. Day so eight, I don't know where I'm going to be on day fourteen. Day eight, I have had a chicken shipped to my house as a pet. I'm naming him Ronnie. <laughs> Day day eight day eight out of food thinking about uh thinking about the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I think that we've, uh, See? we've reached a, a we've, point of we've no lost, return here. We've lost the chicken as a pet already. I I think just by saying that I've now uh, disqualified myself from ever being able to adopt a chicken as a pet. Uh, just by saying that. All right, uh, back to business when we come back. Jadavian Clowney still out there in the market. I don't think the Bills are in play for him at all at this point because of adding Mario Addison. Um, Trent Murphy is still on the roster. That's an interesting one. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about the defense. And then we got to go around the league. Jameis Winston, Tom Brady landing in Tampa Bay, kind of ousting Jameis Winston and leaving him without a home. And will he find one? Cam Newton, same question about him. Will Mitch Trubisky be on the bench? Will he even get traded? There's a lot of quarterback movement that could still happen around the league uh so we'll go over that when we come back as well looking for your calls at 803-0550 this is the nightcap with joe dibiase and Derek kramer here on wgr 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.